We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jalen, the first couple of minutes of this game, you bang knees with your buddy Bridges. Everybody in this arena is holding their breath. You then go on to rip off one of the best halves in Knicks history. Can you please take me inside what this first half is like for you tonight? Um, I don't know. The ball is just going to the hoop. Uh, I, I can't really explain it, but um, <laughs> I don't know. My knee is still hurting, but we're, we're moving on. <laughs> All right, your career high is 44. You had 30 at the half. You could have poured it on in that second half, easily broke that number, but instead you looked for your teammates. Why was it so important for you to approach that game that way in the second half? I mean, I always want to stay aggressive, but um, when they're throwing two people at you, there's somebody open. So um, you just got to get off the ball and try to make plays and um, just keep finding an opening guy. And uh, I trust my teammates. uh, They work way too hard. And so I have the utmost confidence in them. But... um, I mean, when you're playing well, you just can't really try and force it. You just got to play within the game. Season high for the team in points and made threes tonight. You tell me all the time it's all about improving by 1% each day. Where has this offense improved the most in this seven-game winning streak? Um, just by playing together, playing off each other. And uh, Like I said, we have a lot of confident guys on this team. So uh, uh, when it hits the ball, we know we trust it, that they're going to make the right play. So... Um, it's just staying within ourselves, staying confident, and trusting each other. Thanks, Jim. Thank you, guys. Daniel, constant. What's going on, Daniel? This season is the greatest example of winning cures all. We went from wanting Tibbs fired to me having to ask, if the Knicks get the fifth seed or better, do you think Tibbs can win the coach of the year? Okay, you asked. You asked. I didn't bring it up. So anybody rolling their eyes out there? Um. I believe, and Andrew, if you want to do some live uh, producing here, I believe the last I saw, Missoula was still uh, at least a co-favorite with Mike Brown in Sacramento. And um, I have to to think J.B. Bickerstaff is still pretty high up there uh, as, as far as the odds go, as well as Mike Malone. So I think those are probably your top four in the odds. Uh, Mike Brown leads at the moment. Mike Brown leads now. Okay. Um, he is plus one hundred. Okay. Ahead of Joe Mazzula, who's plus one eighty. Mazzula, Malone third. Malone's third at plus five hundred. Taylor Jenkins at plus a thousand. Okay. Forget, forget about everybody else. Um, Tibbs what? isn't even in the. Yeah, I. Yeah. But again, this is like because this is all recent, and like a lot of these odds for these awards take some time to catch up and things. Okay. I think it's going to be really tough to topple Mike Brown um, when you look at what like 
that franchise has been through over the years and just like coach after coach after coach after coach. No one could get him to play any kind of semblance of team ball. Now, granted, they're still not really defending, uh, but they have the best offense in recorded history. So that's a pretty <laughs> cool thing. Uh, I They would have to fall off, I think, for anybody else to have a realistic shot. He would be... But like, if you told me Tibbs, like they get, there's three names that end up in like the final ballot that like appears on like the, you know, whatever. Do I think Tibbs is a really good shot to end up as one of those three? Absolutely. He will absolutely get votes. I'm just looking at who, like Jacques Vaughn is going to fall off this, this leaderboard. Um, Will Hardy These is things going are gonna, to fall off this leaderboard. Yeah. Mark Dagonald is going to like, he will end up in the top. Nine or ten somewhere. Bud's not getting it again. Uh, yeah. Doc's not getting it. Um, I, I would say they have to pass Cleveland for him to have a real shot at finishing like second or third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I would say. Uh, okay, Robert Cross with another one. First time, long time, John. If the Knicks play unselfish and make the right play, do we need a superstar to be in the Eastern Conference Finals? Thanks. I hang up and listen. I know what you're trying to do, Robert. You're trying to wear me down. And you know what? It's working. I. It's just getting harder and harder to put a ceiling on this team. And the stuff that I told you offline and that I repeated in playback tonight, which is like, I still have my fears about when, because here's the thing, if we really want to get technical about it, like the Nets took away Brunson tonight in the second half, but they did so in a way that was like, okay, we're down by 25. We don't really have a choice, which is like, we're just going to stick two on the ball. Um, If you get, if we get into the four or five and you win that, you're facing at this rate. I mean, I don't, maybe Philly can get up to the number one, but my assumption is going to be you're facing either Milwaukee or Boston. Both of those teams, I think have the unique ability to not like to not take Brunson away with one guy, but to like use one primary defender, whether it's Marcus smart or, um, or uh, Drew Holiday, and like whether it's shading another guy or like kind of throwing a, a quick, you know, a quick trap and then like pull it back or something like that. Basically, gearing their the the offense, gearing the defense around, making sure that dude doesn't get into his wheelhouse. And then, okay, can Julius Randle beat us? Can your shooters beat us? And again, as Benji said, Julius Randle first half tonight, all the right plays, all the right plays, doing all the right things. And then you also see, you know, Julius Randle in the second half of the game tonight, where it's and again they're up by twenty five. He's maybe not as locked in as he usually would be. I get it. Guy's an all star. The guy's gonna have a real case for All NBA. Talk about an exceptional player here. But if we are talking about making it to the Eastern Conference Finals and beating a Boston or a Milwaukee, the two teams who, in my, for my two cents, are when they lock in the two best defensive teams in basketball. And I'm not even sure. I, I think there's a real close competitor for, for either of those spots. That is just a bear to 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 navigate those defenses. You have to Julius is gonna have to play out of his mind in terms of not shot making, maybe, but decision making, quick decision making, 
all of those sorts of things. If they're going to guard the Knicks, how I assume they're going to guard the Knicks. And then, you know, shooters just got to make shots. They, they made shots tonight. They made shots a lot lately. Um, but I think they could defend those teams. I think they could defend those teams. I, look, I think either, either one of those series would be great. And like, am I going to sit here right now and be like, oh, yeah, they're definitely not beating Boston. They're definitely not beating Milwaukee. That's, I think, where you, you wore me down. Because now, with the caveat that, by the way, could they, first of all, could they fall to sixth? Crazy things have happened. But, he, you know, if it is if it is the four or five with Cleveland, could Cleveland, absolutely Cleveland could beat them. Cleveland's a really good team with a phenomenal offensive engine in Donovan Mitchell and some pretty good pieces around him, too. So, not counting any chickens before they're hatched, but to satisfy you, can they can they do it? Maybe. And you know why they could do it? Because they may just have a superstar on the roster right now. That's why. HamDM. At the game, the vibes, I can't believe I'm using the word vibes now. Vibes are unreal. I love that you're using that word. The team owns the town when they are good. Hashtag with great power comes great Brunson. I love that one. Um, I wrote a newsletter a couple days ago or actually after the Washington game where I I lamented the fact that um, most of the time I wish I'm younger. When seeing the 73 team honored, I wish I was I wish I was older. And really what I'm saying is I wish I could just get in a time time machine and be like in my twenties at some point between nineteen sixty eight and nineteen seventy three to just be in this city when the Knicks are that good. And I like I was, you know, I was a teenager in the nineties. So like I kinda remember it. You know, it was like it was that way in 94, 99 was just I mean, it was just it was essentially just a month and a half, you know, so that happened really quick. Um, you know, Linsanity was like that, obviously. But again, that was so brief. It would be really cool if the city really catches this fever in a real way. There's no other sports going on right now other than the Rangers, who I understand are quite good. But basketball you know, basketball just has it's it's basketball is different in this city. It's different, and it would be really cool if the city. I'm not talking about us. I'm not talking about people watching me here. People who are obviously diehards, right? Uh, or listening on you know the podcast. I'm talking about like just like, oh yeah, the Knicks. The Knicks are, are the Knicks good? No, the Knicks are pretty good. Oh, maybe I'll maybe I'll tune on tune tune into a game and see what's what's going on. If they get that sort of energy. That'd be so cool. Oh, man. But you got to win in the playoffs, right? You, you're, re- you're not really getting the casuals until you you show up when it matters most, which is why still work to be done. Still work to be done. Thanks, Hamdy. Connor, what's going on, Connor? Up and down few years. Roster building isn't linear. Nobody's not. Um, but with the heart trade, the front office finally distilled essence of Tibbs into a nine-man rotation. It's a perfect rotation for him. It's a perfect rotation for him. And like, we haven't said his name yet. Um, I, I, this is, God, I feel like I have to have, I feel like I have to have a warning label every time I, I mention RJ Barrett. 
RJ Barrett was okay tonight. He had some moments that were some were good moments. He had some moments that were not some good moments. My RJ's gonna be fine. RJ's gonna be great. He's gonna help them win games down the stretch. All good things. Putting that aside, the only the only difference between this being like a really, really good Tibbs roster and it being like the Tibbs roster is if you took out RJ and you put in a wing who was like, you know, I don't have to say the names, but pick your pick out of Jimmy Butler, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, you know, like I, or it doesn't even really even need to be like, that's why Butler is so interesting, you know, cause like Butler is like, he's, he's not Jason Tatum or, or Kawhi Leonard, even as a scorer, you know, he'll have his games where he's just, you know, he's kind of letting other people do the work and he's stuck on a roster right now. That's not very good. Um, if you gave, if you gave, if you swapped out those two parts, then it's the perfect tips team. Then there is no better, perf- then there is no better tips team. Yeah. Thanks, Connor. Ryan Huang, what's going on, Ryan? The vibes are voluptuous. Someone was watching playback tonight. This team doesn't know the meaning of the term trap game. Um, man, you might be right about that. They're all just games, which is why we love them. Seven, 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 seven. I know who you're. I know who you're referring to there. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, in terms of like this team doesn't know the meaning of trap game, like. Just looking, you know, so over the win streak, I don't think they came out in any of those games with like the energy of a team that didn't take their opponent seriously. They lost at Philly. That was their last loss before the break, right? They took that game very seriously and uh, they were up by 10 points in the third quarter and they just couldn't close it out down the stretch. Before that, it was the Clipper game where, I mean, they certainly took that seriously. And then their last loss before that was in January to the Lakers. And this is a different team. This is a different team than that game. So, yeah. Uh, things are pretty good in New York. Thanks, Ryan. Anthony Six, though, thank you for the generous contribution. When was the last time we dominated to the point that the team got bored and still didn't blow a lead? That's a great question. That is a great, great question. Um, is this real life? Will we ever lose again? Uh, hashtag kill season, hashtag Nets Keeler. I love it. Hashtag killing them softly. Yeah, shout out to Trevor Keels. First NBA bucket. Good stuff by you. Here's the only thing I will say to throw a little bit of cold water on that. The Nets, um, if they were playing a real team tonight, the way they were playing in the third quarter, that I that that lead w- was not safe the way they were playing. Um and I, but, but at the same time, at the same time, the, the way they were kind of, I don't want to say lollygagging around in the third quarter, but the way they were just kind of, it was very loosey goosey. Someone in the playback tonight was like, they're playing like it's a pickup game. And I don't disagree in the third quarter specifically, because the, again, because it was I, the first half was a roller coaster ride, right? And it was like, what do you, you know, after you get off a roller coaster ride and you're just like walking on solid ground, you might be a little loopy. They were a little loopy in the third quarter. Um, but they still scored. They still scored. They still got buckets, you know, and they ended up with 100 and whatever, 40 some odd points tonight. So uh, credit to them for doing enough, uh, even if they did get a little bit of an assist from the team that they're playing, who is uh, not very good. Thanks, Anthony. 
Kevin, what's going on, Kevin? Same amount of wins as last year. Oh, my God. It's March 1st. It's March 1st. Same amount of wins as last year. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. Um, mm. That is. Wow. What is this team's record right now? Are we like this is real? We're ten games over five hundred. Andrew, all right? You have a second? Yeah. What's up? They finished the two thousand twenty uh, twenty twenty one season. Mm-hmm. Games over five hundred. Um, was that their season high for games over five hundred? We could, if you want to look up very quickly, the mm-hmm. end. That year, I know they ended that season with that crazy win over the Celtics, like D squad. Um, I, that was their high point. That was their high point. 20, 41 and 31. So I'm fairly certain that the Knicks have not been higher than 10 games over 500 since the 2012 13 season. That is correct. Okay. So it's yes. been a- they have to go four and 14 to finish 500 this season. Why would you put that out into the world? Because the Claudio curse isn't real. Stop it. I took minus seven and a half. <sighs> How about this? Sometimes. How yeah. about this? If they go four and 14, if they don't win five more games this year, pick any punishment and I'll serve it. I'll root for the Yankees this year. You know what? I'd actually like to see that. Uh, we'll finish Kev's comment. Great to see uh, Jalen Brunson's incredible. Um, great to see Grimes have a knockdown game from three. Let's tighten up the defense next game, seven in a row. Yeah, I mean, it, it was clear they were they were feeling it um, in the first quarter. There was some defense play in the first quarter, I think. Uh, some in the second. Uh, here, You know what I'll say about that for as many defensive breakdowns as they had? And they had some they had defensive breakdowns where they were just like, you know, like Nets were getting some shots. They did make a lot of like splash plays on defense. Like they did come up big with a bunch of big moments defensively. Like whether it was like Mitchell Robinson with a block or, um, you know, any, any, I'm just, I'm looking at the, the, the defensive stats tonight. Mitchell had one block and for some reason it felt like he had about five, but they had three blocks tonight. They had five steals tonight. Josh Hart, two steals. What else is new? Um, Yeah. Great. uh, Great stuff from them. They're a good team. Thanks, Kev. For over 30 years, the law offices of Weiss and Rosenblum in New York City has been home to a team of award-winning, hard-hitting injury attorneys who have a long track record of seven-figure results. Whether you've been injured in a car accident, fall, construction accident, or other traumatic event, Weiss and Rosenblum will work tirelessly to maximize the award, regardless of the severity of your injury, and get you and your family the fair and just compensation you deserve. Call Weiss and Rosenblum today at 212-366-6100. Again, that's 212-366-6100 or visit weissandrosenbloom.com for more information. No case is too big or too small. Personal attention to your matter is a priority. Once more, call 212-366-6100. Previous results do not guarantee future outcomes. If you think you might have a case, speak with a veteran attorney, not a rookie. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate is isn't to search at all. 
Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, Knicks fans? Quick break to tell you about HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, you get farm-fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. You've got New Year's goals, and HelloFresh is here to help you achieve them. Take control of your time and budget with delicious recipes delivered right to your door. Looking for an easy way to eat well and save money this year? Cut back on expensive takeout and delivery and get started with HelloFresh. You'll love how easy, fun, and affordable it is to whip up a restaurant-quality meal right in your own kitchen. With fast and fresh recipes, HelloFresh's latest line of meals featuring robust flavors and filling portions are ready in less than 50 minutes. Enjoy taste and quality done quick with recipes like falafel power bowls, seared steak and potatoes with béarnaise sauce, or southwest pork and bean burritos. If you know anything about me, you know that I'm not the greatest when it comes to cooking. Thankfully, I found a life partner that loves her time in the kitchen and loves putting together these elaborate meals. Unfortunately, with her schedule working at a school all day and my schedule covering sports all night, we rarely have time to go to the grocery store together. Well, HelloFresh has made it possible for us to do all the grocery shopping for the week right from the comfort of our living room. In fact, just last night when I was editing the latest KFS pod, she was putting together two plates of Presto Pesto Panko Chicken with roasted potatoes and green beans. We were able to do dinner and a movie without even leaving the comfort of our own home. And this is just one of several delicious HelloFresh meal options with cook and prep time taking less than an hour. When you've got busy, conflicting schedules like ours, you don't have to go out for dinner and a movie. Instead, it comes right to you. Don't hesitate. Head to HelloFresh.com slash Filmschool65. 
and use code FILMSCHOOL65 for 65% off plus free shipping. Again, that's HelloFresh.com slash FILMSCHOOL65 and code FILMSCHOOL65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Dan Hidalgo, it's time to start overreacting. Don't be rational. I, I thought I... I think I'm doing a pretty good job tonight. I'm, 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 I'm letting it flow. Letting it flow. Feel good about this team. Feel good about this team. How could you not? Jessica, what's going on, Jessica? The vibes really are voluptuous. If you know, you know. <laughs> this was just such a fun blowout. Three of them in a row. Fifth seed, Jalen Super Freak Brunson. It was unreal. Let's go next. You know, I was it's funny because I was like, I was noticing in the chat, in the in the playback, the the um uh Rick James videos I think I guess you were putting in. And I was like seeing them. I'm like, why is there a Rick James video in the in the chat? And it, I didn't put two and two together because I was focused on whatever else I was focused on. I apologize for that, Jessica. Good, good stuff. Super freak indeed. He is the, the freakiest of super freaks. Jeremy Chase, the Nets that Nets performance was sadder than James Dolan's. Raya profile. Oh, man. We had to go there, huh, Jeremy? Beautiful basketball tonight from the good guys. Go Knicks! Hashtag, we here for you. We here for you. I like that. Uh, not a great performance by the Nets. Um, I I mean, like, first of all, I'm very happy I'm not a Nets fan. If I was a Nets fan, I'd be looking at this and being like, we're five and a half games out of the lottery. Uh, I mean, they could obviously fall into the play-in and then still get in the lottery, but like being in the top 10 of the lottery, they're, um, they're five and a half out, uh, six in the loss column ahead of or behind or whatever, the Bulls. But like, I don't know. I, I, I might be going to look, go, go look in the other direction. Thanks, Jeremy. Brandon Cruz, what's going on, Brandon? Thank you for the very generous contribution. As a small offseason move, if we did move on from RJ, why do we got to go there already? Come on. I don't want to move on from RJ. How do you feel about Harrison Barnes? Solid starting wing who knows who he is. Better defender and averages five less points per game at a fraction of the price. Thoughts? Uh, well, for one, it's not a fraction of the price. Barnes makes in the neighborhood of $20 million. So he is well paid. Second of all, uh, the ideal role for Harrison Barnes, especially as he gets older, is um, like a more of a hybrid three, four. And really, he should kind of probably be a four almost full time at this point in his career. Um, he's, I mean, good, big wing defensively. But, you know, Harrison Barnes on the older side. Like, I, I, Look. I get on RJ a lot. Uh, obviously, I get on RJ a lot. We, we, a lot of people have been getting RJ on RJ a lot. Let's pump the brakes. RJ Barrett is at a rough season. He's an asset. I, I understand he's his contract, you know, maybe not looking great right now. That dude's still an asset. He's gonna figure it out. He's he's too hard a worker. It's not long ago, the two games after the All-Star break, we were talking about, oh my God, look at this is RJ Barrett embracing his role. If we can get this, we get this version of RJ Barrett, where 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 do I sign up for that? Then we're talking making noise in the playoffs, right? If we get that guy, like, let's ease up. RJ's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. We're going to trade RJ Barrett for Harrison Barnes. 
Speaking of RJ Barrett, there's a quote courtesy of Fred Katz. We're winning. Oh, this is RJ Barrett on the Knicks putting egos aside. We're winning. What's better than that? Everyone always says they want to be a part of a winning team and stuff. And that's kind of what it looks like. Just a bunch of good players. You don't know whose night it's going to be on any given night. Um, that's great that RJ said that. Um, I'm sure there was a part of him that would like to be doing a little bit more. But listen, it's okay. Everybody, it's fine. Everything's good right now. Frank Miranda. What's up, Mac? It's your boy, Frank, from Patreon. Positivity tonight. If RJ is 80% of what he was post-All-Star break last season, this team can make a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. RJ is the... And then, oh, the key. So it's funny. I, I thought you were taking it in a different direction and saying, let him be the guy that we saw, in, again, in the first two games after the break this year, where he kind of was more about, like, just making the right play and not forcing it. Like the, the mo- there were a couple of moments tonight where there was one in particular, I think it was in the third quarter, maybe the early fourth quarter where he just went up for just a shot that had no chance that got rejected um, pretty summarily, you know, less of those plays, right? We want less of those plays and more of like, Oh, Obi Toppin's open in the corner. Let me go kick it to him. You know, uh, that said a lot of good plays tonight from RJ. A lot of good plays tonight from RJ. Plays that will get lost in the shuffle because, you know, Brunson was doing his thing, Grimes is doing his thing, but he made a lot of winning plays tonight. I just, it's about the consistency. That's all it is. It's all about the consistency. Um, we don't need him to be the guy he was after the All Star break last year. And I think part of the issue may be that he's still kind of trying to be that guy. You, you You're not, you're not going to be that guy on a team with Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle and not to mention Emmanuel quickly like for him this year it is all about being a star in a slightly different role and I think he can do that because we saw it Um, if he's that and again being a star in that role it's not like he's not creating offense he's still going to be called on to create a whole bunch of offense when he's running those second units when teams again try to take away Brunson and Julius Randle has to make the 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 next play, kick it to RJ, put it on the put the ball on the ground, boom. He had he had one play tonight that stands out in my mind. We perfect, wonderful little fin two two footed finish. He could do that. That's what we need. And I agree, he's the key. Evan Anthony, what's going on, Evan Anthony? Curious to see the transition offense numbers post heart. We ranked 26th today. I think we've unlocked this dynamic, and it's going to be a bit under. It's going a bit under the radar. I mean, he's. As good a tra- as good a wing finishing in transition, and not only finishing in transition, because you saw tonight in transition, he made uh, a beautiful pass to I forget who uh, in transition, then and they finished. And similar, I think something similar happened last game. He's just one of the best transition wings in the league on off on both ends, but we're talking about on offense. He'll help them a lot. He'll help them a lot. Thanks, Evan. Um, hmm. Ian Bagley. Um, nice tweet. So Fred had tweeted, Fred Katz tweeted that the vibes are immaculate. Everybody's screaming jokes across the locker room, the whole thing. And then Bagley chimes in. It felt sounded similar to the 2012-13 locker room after some of that team's blowout wins. Man, we really going there, huh? Uh, okay, Carolina in a good way. I mean that positively. 
Carolina Knicks fan. That ain't Jalen Brunson. That's Jalen Brunson. Also, that man Grimes don't miss. Great win tonight. 7-0 with Josh Hart, by the way. Uh, I said it already. I this. I mean, this is a star. I, different people have different definitions of what a what a superstar is. I said on a podcast with Andrew Claudio and Jeremy Cohen. I think over the summer that a superstar is someone who could be the best player on a championship team. <sighs> and I, immediately when I when I'm trying to search for the next words. The only name that comes to mind, the only word that I want to say is Chauncey Billups. Because Chauncey Billups was no one's no one's definition of a superstar. And that was a weird team. It was a special team. It's a team that a lot of people have been bringing up to me recently, talking about what the ceiling of this team is. That was a that was a different that wasn't a different era of basketball. That was a different sport. It was a different sport. That that is not the way the best that the NBA is played anymore. So like comparing eras uh, is is dangerous. But like just from the perspective of Billups was the leader of that group. He was I don't know whether he was technically the leading scorer or not, but like he was the guy that was like at the end of the day, it's like okay, that's our dude. Everybody knew that was the dude on that team with some. By the way, some Hall of Fame caliber talent. I know Rasheed Wallace didn't make the Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame caliber talent. Ben Wallace actually made the Hall of Fame. Rip Hamilton. Incredibly talented. So like special team. But like it's not like it hasn't happened before is the only thing I'm saying. Right? Where a guy who doesn't fit the usual profile, a guy who doesn't fit the usual definition leads just such a team. You know? And I, I don't believe that this team is there yet. I don't believe they have enough pieces. I think there I still think they're a piece away and that piece will odds are will probably be the guy who's the more traditional superstar, right? Um but this guy's special, man. This guy's he's, he's just a special player. Thanks Carolina Knicks fan. Appreciate it. Dom, what's going on, Dom? Dom Cappuccini. Dinwiddie in Brooklyn. Sit down because we back. We got the winning streak now. Ha! Ah! On to the next one and beat the Heat. I'm so excited for this. I cannot tell you how excited I am for this Heat game. Nervous. Nervous because I don't want the winning streak to end. And like, it's Miami. It's in Miami. I don't care if the Heat are 5-50 and 50 <laughs> going into that arena. As long as that dude is still upstairs watching over in his Armani suits, I'll be worried. That's just... that's. You're never going to get that out of me. Uh, the respect for that dude. Michelangelo McCasty at Ben need a grade for Keels. <laughs> Let's fucking go next. I love it. A plus. Hush Zoo. This win streak blows away any 2020-21 win streak. I'm in awe how good this team has gotten post Josh Hart. We will be anyone's nightmare in the playoffs. No one's going to want to play them. No one's going to want to play them. And like, you know, I, I did listen to the Simmons pod. Uh, in, and I think he said something to the effect of like, or maybe it was his guest, uh, Ariel, uh, 
I think he's like a WWE, not WWE. He's like an MMA guy or something, or maybe it's, I don't know, whatever. He's some kind of physical combat sport person. He's a Knicks fan. He's what? like the Zach Lowe of MMA, like oh, the know. foremost person on MMA, but right. It was Ariel Hawani. Yes. Him. Ariel Hawani. Thank you. Said something to the effect of, I don't, I'd rather be underdogs. You know, I don't want the pressure. You know, I'd rather be underdogs. Not that I don't want the pressure on us, but like, let's be underdogs so that the, the pressure is squarely on the other team. And there is a part of me that does agree with that because like Cleveland, I, I'm, I've seen some, some sentiments about like Cleveland traded all this stuff and like, they're barely better than it. Look, Cleveland Cavaliers got an incredible basketball player in Donovan Mitchell. Incredible basketball player. And if we if that is the series, I'm just gonna be honest, I would be petrified. Cause like as great as this has all been, if like Donovan Mitchell knocks us out of the playoffs, even if they are the higher seeded team, if they are favored, even if we are the underdogs, like that's and that's I mean it's, it's gonna hurt. Um that said, there will be an immense amount of pressure on Cleveland. And I can't imagine that they would be psyched to have to play the team that not only bypassed on Mitchell and still is this, but a team that presents some uh, very real uh, uh, challenges to the Cavs and how they want to win games. Sam Garcia's fourth grade teacher. Love it. Love Fred Katz, but hashtag is isn't I stand with Robert Cross. Hashtag 53 wins. Robert Cross appreciates you, Sam Garcia's fourth grade teacher. Fourth grade, tough grade to teach. Wouldn't wish that on anybody. Hannibal Miles. Has anyone ever not made the all-star team and still finished top five in MVP voting? Brunson should be up there. So I retweeted a tweet that I didn't even fully read, but uh, Bobby Marks had it at halftime in which he talked about that there have been a certain number of players who have made the All-NBA team after not making the all-star team. I think he mentioned that Pascal Siakam was the last one. Uh, Goran Dragic is a, is a name that I will always remember as a guy who made All-NBA but didn't make the All-Star team. Uh, it's not a long list. It, I don't know if you were on the playback, uh, Hannibal, but we, we did talk about this. And here's the, the very, very quick and dirty way that I think about MVP this year. Jokic, Embiid, Giannis, Tatum. Those four. They should be on everybody's ballot. You get five spots. Someone tell me the no doubt about it, hands down, this guy has to be on the MVP ballot ahead of Jalen Brunson name because I don't see it. And I am the guy who um, has picked Luka Doncic to win the MVP award, I believe, in like two of the last three seasons. And I think I picked him to finish second this year. I've compared him to like Michael Jordan. I think he's I, I mean, I, I think very highly of Luka Doncic's talent. Um, I don't know sitting here right now that I could be like, he should be higher on the MVP totem pole than Jalen Brunson. Again, it's not saying who's the better player. No one's 
no, no, that's different conversation. Neither here nor there. Luka Doncic is probably the best player in the league. Him or Giannis. Uh, or Kevin Durant. But in terms of value, most valuable player, which implies value to your team, and then what has your team done with the value that you have provided them? And how big of a difference has that value? Because that's the, the inherent in the discussion of value is like, where is your team? Now, you could argue that the Mavs would be the worst team in the league without Luka Doncic, and you'd probably be right. But like, again, you know, we don't do it as much anymore, but still, I think it's a worthy conversation. Where would the Knicks be without Jalen Brunson? You know? Hannibal Miles with another one. Would love to see a Brunson 50-point game this season. I mean, if you didn't get it tonight, you probably aren't going to get it. Um, That'd be cool. I wouldn't bet on it, but it'd be cool. It'd be cool. Thanks, Hannibal. 